0: Hello, and welcome to the Fried Liver Chronicles. My name is Jan, and this is the story of my adventures through the looking glass and into the challenging world of chess. Once upon a time, I thought that chess was just putting pieces on a board, sitting across from an opponent, and playing a game. Oh, how young and naive I was. In the past few months, I've discovered that not only do serious chess players make a record of their moves, which can be used for post-game analysis and posterity purposes, but there is also a secret language of chess. A shorthand cipher for recording those moves that to the untrained eye, may seem like a random selection of letters and numbers resulting in line upon line of weird gibberish. Thankfully, the code is not that hard to break, and most basic chess lessons include a primer in what is commonly called notation. I apologize now if this next section is a bit tedious, but it's good to know and I won't drone on for too long. Standard Chess is a competition between two players a light-colored army, traditionally referred to as white, and a dark-colored army, traditionally referred to as black. Now, these chess pieces are not always white and black and can vary in color, pattern, and style, but just for ease of reference, the terms white and black remain. Turns are taken between players, with white always starting. The chess notation reflects these series of moves and starts with move, number 1. Each opponent has a first move, so the notation starts with a numeral 1 followed by each player's move. For example, 1, d4, d5. What that means in layman's term is that for the first move, white, who goes first, brought out their pawn to d4, and then black, countered by moving their pawn, to D5. But what is D4 or D5, and how do we know that it was a pawn that was moved? What I've learned is that the chess board has a map-like grid system assigned to it. Not all boards show that reference on them, but some do, which can make it easier for a beginner to learn the notation system. The ranks, the horizontal rows on the board, start at 1 from white's back row and move up to 8, which covers Black's back row. Then, moving from left to right, the files are labeled A to H. So, to give an example, in the starting position, White's queen is sitting on D1, and Black's queen is on D8. All of White's pawns are lined up on the second rank, and Black's pawns are lined up on the seventh rank. When referring to a piece beside a pawn, the notation starts with the initial of the piece and ends with the square that that piece lands on. So if I moved my light squared bishop diagonally from its initial starting point to two squares in front of the queen, it would be noted as capital B, small d, three capital B, to refer to the bishop, and D3 for the square it lands on. As there is no way my dark squared bishop could end up on that square, it is naturally concluded that it is the light squared bishop who has made the shift. The other piece notations include R for rook, N for knight, and no, that's not a spelling error. The most important piece, the king, gets first crack at the letter K, and Q for Queen. You can include a P for pawn, but that is usually not the preferred format. Instead, just referring to the ending square for whatever file that pawn may be traveling on. For example, our original D5. That means that the pawn in the D file moved to the fifth rank and landed on the grid square of D5. If there is some confusion, perhaps both of your knights could land on square d6, for example, you include the starting square for that piece so it is clear which knight was being referred to. If a piece is captured, the letter X is included. For example, capital B, X, c5, indicating that the bishop captured whatever piece was holding square c5. This may all seem straightforward, but then the weird stuff started coming out. Things like castling, kingside or queenside, promoting a pawn, and check or checkmate. Each of these moves has its own unique code. Each notation designed to help the player or someone else later in time who happens upon the game record to recreate each move in turn for study or analysis. And then... There's the notation that I'm still coming to grips with. I view it as the editorial commentary of notation. Believe it or not, there are marks you can add to your game notation that gives your opinion on either your opponent's or your own moves. Things like, interesting move, terrible blunder, dubious move, or the double exclamation mark, amazing move. Whether you decide to notate your own physical games or not, you will find playing online or against a computer that the notation is provided for you as you make each of your moves. At the end of a game, you can often download or save the notation as a chess-based file that can be shared or stored for your own records. That file can be uploaded into a chess program and magically your game can come back to life right before your eyes. So is learning chess notation imperative to playing the game? No. It is not a requirement to popping pieces on a board and challenging an opponent to a friendly game or two. Does it hurt to know this notation system, which allows you to record your game, or even read or study someone else's recorded game? Absolutely not. Any skill that expands and assists in learning more about the sport of chess can only benefit the player. If my explanation above is murky or unclear, I highly recommend doing a simple internet search for rules around chess notation or visit our show notes page for examples. Enjoy picking up a new chess skill and let the notations begin. the Fried Liver Chronicles, part of the 2021 Chess Challenge undertaken by Jan and presented by Lalu Productions. It has also been created as part of a Toastmasters Pathway project. For show notes and any referenced links, please feel free to visit us online at toastmastersadventures.wordpress.com. And if this podcast has tickled your fancy, remember to hit that subscribe button. To find out more information about Toastmasters and their Dynamic New Pathways curriculum, check out Toastmasters.org. Toastmasters, improving public speaking and leadership skills since 1924. And until next time, remember those sage words of Saviali Tartikauer. Nobody ever won a chess game by resigning. Play on, and maybe we will see you on the other side of the looking glass.